suggest a new strategy, Arthur. Only different in your mind. Welcome to the Smut Hut Podcast, where a group of friends makes it their mission to consume as much fan fiction as possible. There's love, angst, fluff, drama, action, but most importantly, there's smut. Join us as we discuss which stories got us hot under the collar. This week, as usual, we're coming to you with our personal fic recommendations, along with an interview from Molly, our Dumpster Fire family mom. Let's get to it. Due to technical difficulties, the beginning portion of this interview is at a lower quality. Thank you for your understanding. So, uh, today we're going to be talking to Molly. Molly is the dumpster fire mom. Is Yay! What we <laughs> she is, <laughs> she's the one that created uh, the dumpster fire fam group that we all met through. And, um... She's pretty much the reason that we are, are all together now and are able to do this podcast. So um, we're going to be talking to her today about um, just what her different um, stories are and just kind of the reason why we she started the group all together in the first place. So, And that's actually the first question you wanted to – did you want to ask it? Oh, sure, I guess. Um, So, Molly, we have a question for you. What led you to create the Star Wars Dumpster Fire family? Um, So, I've just always been a really hardcore Star Wars nerd, basically, from the very first moment I saw it. I think I was eight years old, and my brother's friend's dad showed it all to us, and it was just so mind-blowing to me. It was the first movie I'd ever seen with a badass woman lead, and I was just, other than, like, X-Files... And I was just so overwhelmed with how much I loved it, and I obsessively watched the VHSs over and over and over. So basically since the day I was eight, I absorbed every single little bit of Star Wars that I could ever get my hands on, including video games, all the novels, all the extended universe, everything. And I was very deeply entrenched in the fandom. I went to all of the premieres, not the actual Hollywood premieres, but, you know, like I went and costumed to the premieres. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I cosplayed. I cosplayed for all the prequels, even though they were terrible. Uh, <laughs> but side note, I do really love the prequels. Um, and in like an ironic way, kind of. <laughs> um, but no, it was just it was just integral to who I was. And so uh, when the new ones came out, I was just beyond myself excited about them. And I, I was expecting everyone else to be as excited and into them as I was. The entire point of it is just to celebrate Star Wars rather than bash it. So that's why we started it. We just wanted a place to love what we loved without being ostracized for what we love. I have a question for you. Um, when you were talking about the old, the other fan groups that you had initially started joining, well, that you had already been part of when the sequels came out, were they still pretty toxic to, like, newcomers? Were they toxic? Did they still feel kind of like a weird place to be? Yeah, I mean, they weren't great, but there were some people who made it worthwhile. There were some memes, but, but you know, it was mostly straight white men, straight white menning, and being very, being very deep-y. Yeah. 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 So it was, I think, and if you look at the stats of Star Wars Dumpster Fire, I think it's like 76% of our members are female, um, which that's I really right. love too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Actually, and that's actually, being in the that group is what got me to open up so much to being such a Star Wars fan. 
which is something that I, I think I've mentioned to Molly before, but I want, I want to take the chance to tell her now because I was not that much into it, which I did tell her when I first joined, like I, I've never really immersed myself as much into it. And it was because of what she said. It, it, it's kind of like you get this idea that being a fan means that you kind of have to hate it. So I was just like, I just avoided it for most of my life because anytime I did try to express any opinion, it was like, Oh, well, you know, you liked the prequels, so what can you know? Like, stuff like that. Yeah. Just, yeah. And that, so that sort of gatekeeping is so terrible for any fandom, but especially Star Wars. I think it's just, like, it makes it really inaccessible for new fans, and it's really hard for me to watch because it's such a beautiful, expansive series, not just across the movies, but across the TV shows and the books, and there's so much for everyone, and it has some of the like, incredible, like, testaments and notes of amazing storytelling. Like, I'm a hardcore film nerd, and um, just the way that it's written, with the hero's journey, and the way that he uh, George Lucas pulled off of Jodorowsky's Dune, there's so many nods to incredible filmmaking uh, yes. back then and now, and, and, and I love dissecting it. I love just seeing, like, they're masterpieces to me. So when people act like they're ruined because they're reflecting the society that we live in and its diversity that doesn't make any sense to me it really yeah it doesn't i actually got to study star wars for a time in call in college uh, i was taking literature and we studied the hero's journey and that actually made me even more excited about it but i still stayed real like low-key about it like oh i'm really a fan but i'm not going to talk to people about it because i don't want to get hated for not knowing everything well, it makes so. me really happy that Dumpster Fire really allowed you to do that because that's exactly what we wanted it to be was a safe space to express your fandom. And that, that like warms my heart and makes me want to cry a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's how I don't I don't know Mariana and I invited uh, Michelle, actually. So uh, like I didn't know Mariana and uh, Michelle was like, hey, uh. I just, like, really enjoyed uh, Daisy Ridley and Adam's Driver's chemistry. Like, do you have any fan fiction that you can, like, share with me? (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, okay, so I've just gotten into this, too, because I, I, like, you know, wasn't into it as much um, now that I got older, but, like, I was really into it when the prequels were out. And so I just remember saying, telling her, let me show you the ways, a.k.a. let me friend you and add you to this dumpster fire, and then let me add you to this smut hut, because uh that's just like a level level up level up yeah that's that's me um I was really lucky to have Kay to have someone who's already kind of a part of these supportive fan groups and I've like mainly had good experiences with it because I've had you know I've had Kay to just add me to these things and um my interest in the fandom has kind of gone out from there so started with something really positive and kind of gone out from there at least like you know, this time around, round three. Um, and But for other people out there, Molly, who don't have Dumpster Fire, what kind of recommendations would you have for them to look for in, like, a positive fandom group or community? And what are some things that they might want to look out for? I think um, the first thing is just respect for people and people's feelings. I think that a really good, at least in Facebook groups, is that if they ask your opinion on trigger or content warnings, that's a really good indicator of people's respect level. Um, If they're not okay with using them in um, any instance, 
uh, that might make someone uncomfortable, then that's kind of like a testament that they're not empathetic people who are probably unkind and trolly. In real life fandom groups, I usually just look for diversity. Like, are there men and women and LGBTQ people and people of color? If I see a bunch of people who are marginalized people who feel safe to be in a space, then I also feel like that is a safe space to be. So if I walk into like a 501st meeting and it's nothing but straight white men, I'm going to turn around and walk back out because that doesn't feel like a safe space for me. That's cool. really actually solid advice, honestly. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that a big part of the dumpster fire for me anyway is that it is mostly women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like It feels empowering, honestly. That group, Agreed. like it... it it, I've witnessed I've witnessed it happen and it feels so empowering for it to, to, to be this like gatekeepers are basically have been like actively turned away and it has felt mm-hmm. so empowering to me and, and it makes me feel even like safer and more comfortable to like not worry that I'm gonna say something that is inaccurate I'm gonna be like I don't know what what this what this is I don't know what that it really just makes me feel like I'm in a space where I'm able to learn more about the fandom without being like checked for not knowing enough or you know don't knowing the wrong things or getting something wrong so it's been really empowering for me I'm so glad to hear that I need to start my I was doing those like weekly like learning corner things where I was being like let's learn about the Sith code today but then I got banned from Facebook again I need to start those up again (laughs) just just email it to somebody and we'll post it for you and be like message from dumpster mom dumpster Dumpster mom mom and now you know and someone can make a now you know rainbow from whatchamacallit with with lightsabers and all you know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, you know. exactly, exactly. I like it. <laughs> so, um, it was in the group, like we said earlier, we were we were open about our love for smut in the group. And I remember actually, <laughs> it uh, it all started like with the post that Molly put on the group where she was like, you know, give me your best like fan art. So, what happened that like we had to move over to a, a chat group? Like, can you share a little bit about that? with us well because we kept getting zucked (laughs) because we were like oh hey look at this really hot like raylo fan art or hylux kylux uh, fan art and um and you know facebook was like oh that has tits in it that has a dick in it how dare you and then people were getting (laughs) banned for it and uh so we had to move into the the smut hut which is the the group chat where we all just trade porn (laughs) which i think is so funny because let's be honest like facebook's watching us like it knows about all the penises in the world and it has done (laughs) nothing so it's oh i know it's so great one thing i I do what was that i'm sorry oh i remember i remember one time because i do social media and pr as my day job and i'll get like if i'm posting a lot on like a client's account or something I'll get like these like uh captcha sort of like match the images that have a car in them sort of thing and one of them just straight up had a picture of a dude's dick like as one of the Facebook images and I was like how do you report a dick that Facebook gave you to Facebook (laughs) oh my gosh that's so terrible I was like is Zuck like sending me his dick what's happening right now trolling you so hard Wow. But I can't enjoy a nice hearty picture of Kylo Ren. 
Okay. Yeah. No yeah. fun. You're just and always even, ruining our fun. I mean, even the messenger tried to block me when I shared some Femme Kylo uh, fan art. I don't know if you guys remember that. I had to send it, like, five times, and then I had to, like, write a caption on it in order for the messenger to send it and not be like, this like, is inappropriate. You're spamming. You're spamming the group that is full of just sexy spam. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I do want to, like, commend about that, even when it was the thread before we moved into the, ch- the chat group, was that, for me, what, what really impacted me in, like, a, a great way was that I was like, I'm seeing a lot of art that isn't just about Raylo, it's about whatever pairing you want. And I'm not seeing anybody being like, ill. you know, I'm not mm-hmm. seeing anyone say anything. It's just like, whatever pairing you want, just share the art and, it, and it's embraced. Oh yeah. That's one of, that's one of our rules on dumpster fires. No ship shaming. Like yes. if you ship shame, you are out. <laughs> that is like paramount to dumpster fire. Like let people love what they love. Exactly. Yeah, it's not hard. It's not hard. Just be a stormtrooper really and just say, move along, move along. That's what we always <laughs> say. Just move along. Move along, honestly. <laughs> so, you said that um, you have been into Star Wars ever since from a young age. So, when was it that you shifted into the Star Wars fan fiction? Um, I mean, I think kind of from the beginning. My actual first fan fiction experience was Dragon Ball Z. Oh my <laughs> uh, gosh! Yeah, that's amazing. I, I kind of I came across it uh, totally by accident, and it blew my mind. I was like, "Wait, people write about the things that I love?" Because before I would kind of write my own fan fiction in my journals and stuff, where it was always like self insert fan fiction um for harry potter and dragon ball z and star wars and all that stuff but um i didn't know that other people did it and then i came across it on like a geocities dragon ball z website and i was like wow this is amazing and then at the bottom it referenced fanfiction.net and i was like oh excuse me and this is before fanfiction.net was even sorted by series like it was just Just like a huge just trash pile oh my gosh (laughs) It was just a pile. There was a search, a really bad search function that you could type in, like Star Wars, and maybe find Star Wars. So I got addicted to Star Wars fan fiction then. I was, I, I don't even remember the first pairings I was really into. Um, there was the Star Wars Jedi Academy novels. I was super obsessed with them. And then there was, um, I don't even remember the names of them at this point, but there was there was a, a girl who was a Jedi apprentice and then like another Jedi apprentice that I really I really shipped them and I really shipped uh, Mara Jade and Luke, so oh, I was really man. into that. Um, oh god, I don't even remember. Oh, I shipped Obi Wan and Anakin because I'm disgusting. <laughs> no, you're no, not. There's not so disgusting. much going on. No. There's so much going on in that. So much. Yes. Yeah. Um, but no, so fanfiction.net literally changed my life. And uh, okay, this is hilarious, but I actually learned about sex from fanfiction. <laughs> no, see, you that's know what? the thing. There's, there's nothing that's wrong thing. with that. I mean, there's lots know. of things wrong with that, like from a feminist issue. But but really, it should be. Well, it, there's worse places to find out about sex. Yeah, I think, well, my, I was I was homeschooled, and my mom was too uncomfortable to talk to me about sex. So. I just didn't really know what any of it was. And then I read fan fiction. I, I distinctly remember the, the first time, I was probably like 11 or 12. The first time I, I read about a blowjob, I threw up. Because <laughs> I was like, but that's where the pee comes out. <laughs> but 
then of course I got really addicted and I was just like, oh, give me all the lemons, which yes. all, of course now we call smut, but back in the day it was called lemons. Oh lemons. My gosh. That's actually, yeah. yeah, I remember reading it, reading it like that too. Actually, they still refer to it that way on fan fiction. Like as oh, really? Le- as lemons, yes. I know because I and I came across fan fiction also by accident. And it was, mm-hmm. and, and it led me to fan fiction. And it, that was about five years ago. So it's been a little bit late for me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still a little bit salty because I found out last week from from Kay that there was sync fan fiction. And I was oh, very gosh. upset. <laughs> that was because mad. I, there was, that like, was, sync Backstreet yeah. Boys crossovers. Yeah, that, I, I remember that was reading my, those. I dreamt of these crossovers, and I didn't know that there was other people dreaming of them. <laughs> along that with was my me, introduction. So. I had some some girlfriend who was, like, sexually active before I was. And her she was so, so quote-unquote, lucky because her boyfriend got to spend the night. And she was just like, oh, yeah, I've got something for you to read. And she literally printed out, like, eight pages of NSYNC fan fiction for me. She's like, here you go. Passed it to me, like, in a notebook. Like, don't let, don't let, don't let Pastor Marianne see this, because I went to an all-girls Catholic school. But she's like, oh my god, read this later. I think you'll like it. And I was like, contraband. <laughs> and I remember opening it up and being like, what the fuck is this? This is way better than my romance novels. It's so yeah. funny, like, boys learn about uh, sex from Playboy magazines discarded in the woods, and we learn about sex from fan fiction. From fan fiction, exactly. <laughs> yes. And listen, the descriptors are a lot better than just, like, the images, because I'm yes. reading the fan fiction sometimes, and I'm like, uh-huh, huh, so, uh, oh, okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. That's how that works, yeah. It's, it's, no, such- it's. I'm sorry, go on. Oh, no, it's okay. I was just going to say, like, I, I started reading fan fiction when I was, like, probably 11. I'm 29, and I, I don't think I've ever stopped reading it. <laughs> like, I, from the time I discovered it, it's been just, like, whenever I'm bored or have downtime, it's time to log on to Archive of Our Own or fanfiction.net and read some smut. Yeah, honestly. So and I'm, like, I'm so jealous of everyone that was able to grow up with that because for me, like I said, it wasn't until like five years ago when I first found it. I didn't even like, I had heard of it before, you know, and it was like, typically like what it always is. It's like kind of a slur, like it gets kind of talked down about. So I didn't really like ever read it. But when I came across it by accident and I ended up on fan fiction, they still refer to smut as lemons. And I was like, what is this? Like, where was this when in my formative years? Like, (laughs) this is what I needed. When I was, like, having my own sexual awakenings, like, please, this is so awesome. And it's empowering. So, yeah, I think that it's great for, for girls to read and learn because, you know, oftentimes they, they, don't, they don't talk to them about this as much as no. you do with boys. So it's empowering to learn from other women, older women, you know, that mm-hmm. may be writing this. So for me, I think that, it, that that's a, it's a great source of community for them to feel like they've got, like, that sort of older sister kind of telling them like look this is this is how it this is where this goes yeah totally and 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 it's a lot more accessible than like having a romance novel that you're hiding you know yeah you're definitely able to my mom had her romance novels like locked in the closet and I had to like check the closet every morning to see if it was unlocked did she forget to lock it she did what am I gonna read today yeah probably would have been easier if I had been reading more fan fiction So, um, and going on about 
about fan fictions, which ones are your favorite like genres and like your kinks, the ships, the tropes? What are your favorite oh when God. it comes to fan fictions? God, I have I have a very varied um taste depending on what I'm feeling that day. I would say that my biggest is probably I like like BDSM stuff. I really love that. Um I love in in terms of Star Wars, basically all I read these days is Raylo. It's like all I really care about. And I love ones where uh, Kylo is, like, very dommy and, like, grumpy Sith, but Rey is still kind of being a sassy little Jedi, like a bratty, bratty little Jedi. I'm yeah. super into her being bratty. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's my favorite. Um, I mean, there's been some good ones I've read where she doms, but I'm not as into that. I'm way more into Kylo doming because I, I, I swear to God that I had my second puberty during Force Awakens oh. with the chair scene. Yes, the chair scene yes. 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 every time. Me. Oh yes. Every time I watch that scene, I'm just like, why are my hands so clammy? Why am I, why am I so flushed? I feel so I, hot. I knew, Do I have I to take I clothes a, off? <laughs> I knew I was in love with Kylo before I even saw The Force Awakens, and then I was watching it, and when that happened, and he took his helmet off. And um, I'm sitting there, like, next to my fiancé, and I <laughs> I involuntarily said, oh, fuck. <laughs> my my fiancé, like, turned to me and, like, looked at me and was like, oh, I understand what's going on right now. <laughs> <sighs> so, uh, yeah, so that, like, kind of ruined me. So anything that I like, anything that talks about the chair scene. Um, but my favorite author of basically any Raylo fan fiction is Deasterisms. Yes. And she's done... Some like Dommy Ray ones. I love how she writes Ray, just like very. I mean, she writes Ray how Ray is, so I really like it. So Ray can get kind of Dommy, but like they have kind of a power struggle. I also find that very hot. Um, I, I know my dogs are barking. It it's okay. Yeah. No, I actually, that's why I ended up reading her because when I first joined the group and I read that there was, I think Rachel's the one that wrote that there was a thread to go to, like, to, you know, for fan fiction. And I went on there and I saw that she was one of the authors, like, essential to read. And I'm like, she she's great. Mm -hmm. I've read all of her work. And I am like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, anything that she, that she writes, I know is gold. But, and speaking of, you know, going on with, with the, you know, different tropes and stuff like that. Uh, if you could place yourself as a character in any of the Star Wars uh, fan fiction you've read, uh, which one would it be and why? I mean, anyone who gets to fuck Kylo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, also be loved and cherished by him forever because I, I don't know. I just, you know. But if I could just, like, write a fan fiction about myself, like, do a self-insert, I'd probably be a Witch of Dathomir. Like oh, a crazy yeah. Who doesn't force want to be witch? a fucking witch yeah. of Dathomir? Yes. Yeah, that would be my thing. And then I'd be a witch of Dathomir who, like, superiorly impresses Kylo. And then he would fall in love with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that the things go through everyone else's head the same way they do with mine. I'm like, hey, I shouldn't feel that ashamed. Everybody else feels the same way. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, the other day, actually, I think I, I, think I mentioned it to to you guys but I was like we were at the mall with like me and my 10 year old <laughs> yeah. and I said I said something like oh I said I said something about her and I was like I love your oh I told her I loved her lips because she's got big pouty lips and she was like uh I said yeah you get them from your dad and she goes you mean Kylo Ren but she said it like loudly for everyone <laughs> to hear and I was like what and she goes well you always say that he's like 
that he's like your husband and I'm like I don't what are you talking about I don't say that it's just, just yes you do mom I heard you she's like well you say that he's your husband that would make him my dad right I was like oh my god this is terrible that's so funny that's so funny my fiance got a Kylo Ren costume just because I he knew that I would leave him if I ever met Adam Driver, so. <laughs> had to be propositioned like, appropriately. Yeah, he's like, look, I have a Kylo Ren costume now. Look, I can be all of your dark fantasies. We even yes. have, what is it, that that amazing but also terrible Adam Driver sex soundboard? So you just, just oh, yes. put Shock. it inside the voice recorder and see what happens. Can you experiment for us? Tell us how it goes. <laughs> that soundboard makes me love the internet like that much more that that if even you, exists for our <laughs> listeners there is a very scandalous soundboard out there uh where someone has uh watched all of girls for us so that we don't have to sit through it and taken all of the scandalous best audio Yes, that Adam Driver says to every single one of his sexual partners, and I really do believe that he need there. Someone needs to add, you you know I can take whatever I want to the end. Yes, because that yes. that would just be like the orgasm button. Let's be honest. So yes. so we will uh, yeah. have that in the links of this to today's podcast. So be Please. prepared. Whoever right. made that sound in. Whoever made that sound Use like, headphones. Please add, you know, you know I can take what I want. Like please. I have memory. And also I and feel also, like the yes please. I am. Which one? Oh yeah. yes. Just please. Just please. Just, just please. please. Just yeah. Please. From the throne and, room. And the yes I am when she tells him he's a monster. Yeah. Just like that the, one too. Yes I am. Yeah. Or just yes. over and over again. <laughs> Okay, so we did mention uh, diastorisms, but which um, fan fiction stories would be your recommendations for newbies? I mean, diastorisms is, she's like the creme de la creme. She's like the, the gateway drug. Everything she writes is perfect. She writes them both perfectly. Like, it's like she, I swear to God that she... That that uh, Ryan Johnson read her her fan fictions for the Last Jedi because the Force Bond stuff was so similar. I swear to God, I when I was watching, I was like, "This is a diasterisms fic. It's insane." Um, so she definitely is number one. Other than that, uh, there's no one that I'm just like super obsessed with on the way that I am with her. But uh, I tend to just go by like the most uh, kudos on Archive of Our Own yeah. on the Raylo section. And that's how I find ones that I really like. But if you're in Dumpster Fire, or even if you're not, you should join. We have a pretty comprehensive uh, fan fiction list on there that has really good recommendations. You know, I'd actually heard of her before. I, I didn't remember, but I had heard of her before I joined the group or it was around the time I did because there was actually an article floating around that it was like saying, you know, these two uh, fan fictions predicted what would happen in the last Jedi. And she was one of the ones that was referenced. I was oh, like, yeah. yeah, it was Guys. crazy how accurate it was. Guys, just think about all the fan fictions we've read and how many things are going to come true because <laughs> they've been put out in the ether for episode nine. Like just, 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 just let that marinate for a moment. 
Oh, I was just reading a thing the other day that um, there's rumors that Adam Driver's going to have a beard in the next one because it might oh, be set no. five years in the future. And I'm oh just like, God. oh, okay, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. It's not going to be okay. Uh, I, I'm oh just going to have to read Lemon Hot Summer because I am not no, oh my Adam Driver's beard. <laughs> I'm sorry. To talk about I'm that sorry. one. No, like, have you read it? The Molly? mustache is a little bit no, much. No, I, I think don't think so. Beard. You haven't read it? Okay, oh, so it was. That this just start it started floating around a couple of like maybe like um how long was it like two months ago? It oh, started it was longer floating than that. It was like three longer, months ago, three or four. Three months yeah. ago in in the yeah. in the Smut Hut group chat. I don't know who brought it in. Was it was it it's, Sophia? I don't know I don't who brought uh, it in. The point know, is maybe. someone recommended this book and they were like, Look, this is a this is a porn without a plot. This is cringy, it's ridiculous, but you must read it. And then we all just started, like, it just started floating around. Every single person in the chat was reading it. And it's just this, like, super cringy, like, the girls that started writing it, they did so because they were inspired. It's like, it's two of them, right? And they just kind of bounce yeah. back and forth. Yes. L- let me yeah. read the it's summary. Isha Ren and Pretty Girl. Yeah, let yeah. me read the summary. Kylo Ren has a problem. He's 30 years old with a body and dick to die for. Shame about those fat face and ears. <laughs> Armed with a keen understanding of women garnered from Cosmo, GQ, and any advice column he can get his hands on. In his <laughs> fantasies, he's the greatest lover of women since ever. Too bad he's an awkward version. Ray has a problem, too. Condemned to spend her last summer before college with her grandparents in boring suburbia, she's looking for something or someone to do. Her grandparents' next-door neighbor, Kylo Ren, might just be it. He won't know what hit him. <laughs> yeah, it's I like how they didn't even like change his name to be modern. <laughs> no, his no, name is Kylo Ren. They did it. Like his name is just Kylo Ren, and it's like okay, that just makes sense. Like they, they literally saw some picture of him, like with his hair, you know, growing out, the mustache, the goatee, and they found it so cringy. And personally, like cringy. I love it, but they were like, oh my god, it's so ter- it looks so terrible. We have to write about it, and that's where it yes. came from. And then it just turned into how many chapters is it, Kay? Uh, oh god, it's like like it's twenty eight chapters. Oh, it's twenty eight chapters, it's and they got to a point where they were thirty thousand words, guys. They got, they got to a point where they were just taking requests, like, "Is there a kink you have? Is there something you yeah. want to see them do?" We'll pick Ten the best porn one. Is my favorite one. Ava position, which is I don't think I said that right. Which is egg, like egg kink, where you like lay eggs. Oh god, eggs inside oh, of oh, you. Oh, oh. Yes. Yeah, it was George, like, George Bataille's story of the eye, the the like famous French novella that was banned in France in the 1930s was all about that, where the girls would like shove uh, hard-boiled eggs up their vaginas and like poop them into toilets. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. that yes. and those are the, my two favorite one. And my favorite tag here is consenticles. Oh, oh my no. gosh! Yeah, read the, some, the tentacles read, are consensual. Read read some of the the tags just for the listeners and for Molly because honestly she needs she needs to read this. Uh, Ray is seventeen. Kylo is thirty. Uh, let's yeah. see. I'm trying to find the good ones here. Uh, do do do. I'm the worst at this. Teacher student yes. role play spanking. Intercurial sex, vaginal sex, anal fingering, daddy kink, begging, fraudage, slow burn porn, jealousy, uh, consenticles, doctor patient, mm-hmm. demon sex, lingerie, cock blocking, <laughs> extreme cock blocking. There is a cock blocking of with a with a ladder, just so you know. Bondage, dirty talk, pegging, <laughs> praise kink, emotional porn, light somnophilia, fluff and light angst. Yeah, there, there's okay. like it, they do give a bit of like some warnings like if you're not comfortable with this if the Mm -hmm. age kind of like bugs you a little bit you know 
just kind of to like give, yeah. give like a warning if it's not for you move on to the next chapter or just don't read it at all you know yeah, and this one actually um, was charged to the group back in February. I think it was like late January, early February. That was a long time ago. But it got to a point where it was just like the first half of it was Kylo fantasizing about Rey in some crazy kink, and the second half was Rey fantasizing about Kylo in some completely different kink, and that's just all it was for several chapters. It's amazing. So <laughs> last week we actually shared about some of the the. Uh, stories that have broken our hearts the most to to see abandoned do you have one in particular Molly? um my own (laughs) yes yeah can we get an update on that please oh okay well i'm writing a novel yes she is i'm so excited yeah, I just uh, finalized the title and back blurb today. So my fan okay. fiction, unfortunately, has kind of fallen to the back burner while I write yeah. this young adult fantasy novel. So once I'm out of young adult novel hell, I will go back to Awaken Pretty Much Sober. I have it drafted out. I need to finish it. I know I, I get like very angry emails at <gasps> least once a week oh, from people angry being like emails don't even. Oh, don't. yeah. Listen, okay. Being like, it's halfway through the year. Where the hell is chapter four? I'm like, I'm so sorry. I promise I will bring it. Like, I love you too, but <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, okay, okay. Real quick. I'm just going to pause it real quick because I did, I do have an issue here. Like, I want to send this message out real quick to the listeners because they did do actually do this too. They've done it to uh, deasterisms. I think, I think that she's the only one that I've seen recently that it happens to. But please, as much as we, we love fanfiction, we do, but please don't send, like, aggressively, like, don't send aggressive emails to the writers demanding no. that they finish work that you are getting for free. You know, yeah, like, I com- please. I completely agree. You know please what, I'm sorry. If, if people in the 1900s could wait for their subscription, like, things that had to go <laughs> through the slowest mail that was, like, done by Pony and, like, rolled out on a manual printing press like your ass can wait a couple months for something that'll get posted real soon so calm yourself that's Here, here's the thing here's the thing when I was young and my mom would yell at me to do something it made me want to do it less and as I grew up I realized I'm maturing but that doesn't change if you yell at me about something it's gonna make me want to do it less so yeah. that's not it's it, it like why would a writer want to continue when you're like angrily like hey where's my chapter excuse me it's not your chapter it's my chapter yeah yeah you know i was thinking about that the other day i tried really hard to not be like ah you know when are we going to get an update when are we going to get an update because you get so involved in it so invested in it and you love it so much you just want more of it but then on the flip side of that it's like this this author is putting all this work into it all this time into it and yeah they're not getting paid for this this is something that they're doing in their free time and they don't fucking owe you anything they don't like, like just be thankful for all the wonderfulness that they've already put out there for you and that's to say it to ourselves to like okay grumble go ahead oh yeah but don't go out of your way and send them like a message it's not gonna make them feel any better mm-hmm. molly probably thinks about no. her unfinished work more than people think so sending her like I a do. message it's not gonna help it's just gonna make her feel worse and it might put her into a writer's block. So please do not message her because I would very much, <laughs> I would very much like to read the next one. <laughs> it's coming. I promise. It's it's. I just. I really no. And it does. No, and there's absolutely me, no pressure of, from me. You could release the next chapter in like ten years, and I would still want to read it. So I'm just. Saying. You know, it's so funny though because there is. 
a certain emotional connection you get with fan fiction, especially because you get like the author's notes and every chapter. There was this fan fiction. It wasn't Star Wars. It was actually like an original uh, fic in the like early 2000s called the I think it was called like the Phantom Academy or something. And it was like written like a manga and it was a gender bend manga. And I'm obsessed with gender bend genre. And um, I was so obsessed with it, like to the point where I reread it and reread it and reread it. And every time she would release a chapter, it was like a holiday and she never finished it. And she just dropped off the face of the earth one day. And I still think about it like 10 years later. I'm still like, I wonder what happened to that. I wonder if she ever wrote it. I wonder if she became a writer, like what happened to that fig? So I kind of understand, like, I don't get mad when people send me like very grumpy messages, but I am also like, I'm writing a book. Let me finish my book. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to write all the fan fiction. I promise. <laughs> but cause I want to, I love, I, I totally sustain myself on the comments and the like positive reinforcement it makes me want to work on other stuff more too so yeah, yeah. so positive like if you're gonna yes. message her be positive if you're gonna mess and any message any of the authors please be positive it's kind of like the if you're not gonna say anything nice just don't say anything at all mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. just support them move you don't along. know what they're going through you know move along this the stormtroopers move along move along, along. Just if, move you move along. if you don't like it just move along you don't have Honestly. to be around Okay. Yeah, be nice. <laughs> and so be nice to our authors, please. And for those that haven't actually read, yes, it, and and it is unfinished. Please don't like. She knows that it's not finished. It's her own. You don't need to message her and tell her that it's unfinished. <laughs> but for those that have not read it, we will add a link to it. Um, it's for it's awake. What was it again, Molly? And awaken pretty much sober by Walnut Whale. So, it's modern-day AU. Ray is a troubled orphan taken in by a weird old hipster farmer who has an angsty, mysterious nephew. Video chatting commences. So much smut in later chapters. And, uh, I mean, smut pretty much started early on, which was a pleasant surprise for me. But it really, mm -hmm. I, I really, and the, the three chapters that are up now... I love them. Like I'll read, I'll go back and read them every once in a while because Aww. I absolutely love the angsty like Kylo in this. Like I, I mm -hmm. love the way he is. I like, I just, I think I even like one time I even sent Molly like a picture, like it was art and I was like, this is him. It was like a really like angsty teenager, like messing with <laughs> fire and like smoke. I don't even remember what he was doing. And I was like, this is him. Like, this is who I picture. I absolutely love him in this. Oh yeah, he he. I basically modeled him after every boy I never should have had a crush on in high school, but did anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, pretty much. And I think that's why because I was like, this reminds me of like one of my exes I should have never dated. And it oh, reminds, yeah. yeah, that's basically honestly that's what he reminds me of the ex I shouldn't have dated. So we all have one of those. We all do. So uh, yes. going back to the the community of fan fiction, what would you say is your favorite thing about the community? I just, I love, like we were talking about earlier, that it's kind of like a gateway for women to be really empowered with their sexuality, but also just to like, like what they like. I think, like, um, one thing really interesting to me about fan fiction is I'm queer and I was raised in a really conservative household and fan fiction was one of the first places where I was allowed to explore my queerness without feeling judged or weird about it. And I think that that's a really powerful thing. And I think that in the same vein, um, 
helping younger girls, younger women to explore their sexuality in a safe way is also a really good way. But also it just like, um, is a, a lot of really good writers also get a jumping off point to writing books and making careers out of writing through it. And, and, uh, there's really good communities on Tumblr and the railroad community in particular is so fervently in love with this pairing that I, I really love them for the most part. They're very, um, non-competitive they're very like oh we all love this thing so desperately and I think that's great like anytime I'm in a writer in an artist alley at a convention and I see Raylo stuff I go over and me and the girl who made the art or whatever immediate best friends we're all squealing <laughs> and losing our mind about it so you know I think that's really wonderful it's a it's a very particular shared interest <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely. what what do you hope on like the the like I guess the other side of it what, what are some things that you hope we could t- work toward in, improving as a community in fan fiction? Um, I think that sometimes people are really mean to writers who are bad. And I don't think that that's cool because we all start somewhere mm-hmm. and they're trying. Um, I also think that sometimes we should be a little bit better about triggers and um, like saying if it's consent or non-consensual in some things. Um, also, there is a bit of competitiveness between, um, not so much in Star Wars I've seen, but in other other fandoms that I'm part of, between, like, pairings that, like, are, like, really, like, okay, for, like, example, I'm also really into Harry Potter, and I love Snape Hermione fan fiction, which oh I know is kind of, pro- <laughs> I know it's really problematic, but, like, I get shamed for it, like, really badly, and I'm like, it's fiction. Like, just let me like what I like. <laughs> yeah. and, and people are like, you're disgusting. They want to like psychologically dissect why I'm into it. And I'm just, let me live. God damn it. Well, and, 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 and we actually like, get that a lot that's, too. That's a but, safe. Yeah, we do. This is your but, one time to be like, hi, I'd like to fantasize about something that already has established rules. And mm-hmm. I can fantasize about student teacher relationships that, okay, in real life, I would say, fuck this. I'm leaving. And then, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I'll think about it later in bed. But yeah. there's no way I would do that because that's bad. You know? But I definitely get a lot of shit from people being like, well, why do you love Kylo Ren so much? Like, exactly. he's obviously an, an abuser. And I'm like, okay, I've survived a horribly abusive relationship, like, to the point where my ex tried to kill me. And to me... Um, being able to explore that sort of personality type in a fictional realm is really cathartic for me Mm -hmm. because it's safe. There's no danger to me whatsoever because that sort of like psychological trauma doesn't go away, but you can work through it through things like fan fiction in like a healthy and escapist sort of way. And the great part is is all you could do is just turn off your computer. You turn off your computer, you X out of the, the fiction and you're like, no, that hit a line for me and I'm not comfortable with it. And you know what? You exactly. turn it off. Exactly. Yeah. I actually wanted we, else. we wanted to get your thoughts on this whole because we are talking about like and it's not just like the community of like fan fiction, but like the fandom community and how like the things that we could work toward fixing and how people really get so worked up about <laughs> um hating on things and like, you know, just expressing how much they dislike something to the point where they harass people. So we wanted, you know, this whole incident that happened this month with um, the actress uh, that played Rose, yeah. Kelly Marie Tran, Kelly Marie Tran. leaving, leaving Instagram. Give her a hug? You know? I just want to give her a hug. I yeah. do too. I I want to send her like dumpster fam pins and be like, come to us. We'll take care of you. 
She, she, I mean, she's actually someone that I really appreciate because she has, like, said, you know, I, I'm into fan fiction and, like, I'm really into, like... She's a huge nerd. She's I a know, huge she really nerd. Is. She's, like, she one really of us. Is. And it's so ironic for me to see that, like, so many people that are, like, she's one of you, but you're, like, attacking her because you just don't, you know, I don't understand. So it's just... Well, know. she's not one of them because she's not a, a white man. man. Mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's true. So... That's all I have to say. It's just, ugh! Every time yeah, I think this about is the thing, <laughs> I was I was reading a thread about this on Twitter the other day, and I fully agree with it that a lot of the people who were bullied when they were younger have now become the bullies because they have like social power now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's because they have all the unresolved pain from being bullied, and because society doesn't teach men how to work through their emotions properly. Like I was super bullied, but I just thrust that passion into being part of nerd culture and I'm really happy that the things that I love are mainstream now because it means it's more accessible and it means that I get more merch and it means that I have more friends who like the things that I like that's awesome but there's this sort of like toxicity and possessiveness that just kind of comes with um, the societal conditioning of men in general that makes fandom a really toxic place and because it has been traditionally a male dominated space um, it's really kind of reaching a critical mass at this point and I, I don't know what the answer is. Like, sensitivity training? Like, throw them all <laughs> in the sun? I don't, I don't know. Like, Into blow the them shoot, up? What, Listen, yeah. what it is, about- is more uh, the way that I see it. I work in public service, and uh, hmm. it's calling out more people on their shit. I had a gentleman come in today who thought it would be totally fine to tell a whole bunch of women who essentially are here just to help him with uh, his books uh, a penis joke. And I was like, I, I don't want to hear your fucking penis joke like that's not funny yeah. and so I like mm-hmm. walked away and he's like what you're not going to stay for my punchline and I said I looked at him and I said I don't find those jokes funny at all and he was like well it's not like it's inappropriate I was like dude you literally just told me a penis joke how is that not inappropriate and I just right, shrugged my shoulders space. and left I was like I feel like that's almost what needs to happen more often is these people one-on-one when they're not in a huge group need to be told what's appropriate and what isn't I just find it I find it ironic that like Molly was saying that she read the thread about how it's like a lot of these people that are in fandom that were bullied when they were younger have all of this unresolved like pain and that they're basically like turning around and pushing it onto someone else and I'm like so you are basically Kylo running the world and you hate us for loving Kylo Ren (laughs) (laughs) I need that on a t-shirt yeah like Honestly, it's like, you're, don't Kylo Ren me and then get mad at me for loving Kylo Ren. Like, and listen, I mean, I mean, moms have enough on them out there already, but I have two boys and uh, we talk a lot about like toxic masculinity. I mean, we don't quite phrase it that way for my seven year old because he's seven. But for my 13 year old, I'm like, yeah, we need to, you know, we need to talk about this and like why this isn't okay and why this like comment isn't okay. And he's kind of, you know, he gets things filtered through his friends and he'll kind of ask me about like, oh, especially about like the presidential race and then more about like uh, the stuff with uh, Kelly Marie Tran recently. And I'm like, okay, listen, you know, like, listen, (laughs) we're going to talk about this now so that you don't like grow up to be some angry troll dude on Twitter or Facebook. Let's just set it straight now. You know, talk to your boys. I actually wanted to get all of y'all's thoughts. Um, I wanted to bring this up, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and do it now. But 
it was when when was it it was june it was like some, sometime earlier this month stephen colbert i don't know if you guys heard about it but he aired a trailer on his show addressing this whole uh-huh. Hillary trans thing it and uh-huh. it was quote to make racist misogynist nerds mad and in the mm-hmm. in the trailer, he makes Carrie, they made Kelly Marie Tran the protagonist of episode nine. They did away with the male leads. They basically and they throw in all the female cast from Ghostbusters and the new female Doctor <laughs> Who. And in the yes. in the short trailer, Colbert also takes a jab at gatekeeping and calls haters quote broken hateful dweebs. For yes. me, the best thing of the entire trailer were the woke porgs that were standing yes. next to the Black Lives Matter poster. <laughs> Um, but I, I, what I found interesting was that now the toxic fanboy dialogue has moved kind of from like fan being just in like the fandom online to like mainstream media a little more because like, I feel like I always knew about the toxic fanboy, but like for me seeing it on TV, seeing like someone just make like a whole skit out of it was just like, kind of like, it felt validating. So I just wanted to get y'all's thoughts on it. If y'all had seen it and what y'all thought Yeah, I saw it. It looked like a dream come true. I'm super down for an all-woman Star Wars, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I, I loved it. I mean, to be fair, though, Stephen Colbert is, like, the biggest nerd on the planet. Like, yeah. He's, he, he knows more about Lord of the Rings than Tolkien himself, so. Um, yeah. But, no, I, I loved it, and I it did validate me. But the thing is, is, these guys see something like that, and they don't say, like, oh, I should check myself before I wreck myself. They go, oh, he's part of the feminist agenda, like, I'm just going to retreat back to Reddit and boo-hoo to all of the other dudes, like, or, like, just Jedi memes or whatever that stupid, horrible Facebook group is. Yeah. Um, which you I know. got banned from for posting my Kylo Ren tattoo <laughs> because everybody said I was a thought. Oh, what? my God. Oh, yeah, God. yeah. When I saw her Kylo Ren tattoo, I was like, yeah, I, I can't, like, even if I wanted to, I can't compete with that. Like, that is Kylo Ren's wife right there. It's okay, I'll share. Yeah. We're, Thank, we're you. Thank you. He's got a lot of rage to go around, guys. He's got the dark right. side in him. Yeah. There's a lot of it's rage really to fine. go around. We can have a harem. <laughs> um, listen, the, the Stephen Colbert thing, though, I was like, thank God this came from a white, straight dude, though. Because I feel like yeah. there's definitely, while there's definitely a lot of the toxic masculinity happening in the fandom, I feel like there's a lot of people who are in that kind of gray area where maybe they don't know a lot about what's going on and they're like, see a lot of the hateful stuff and think like, oh, maybe that's what I should be leaning toward. But then see something like this that comes from a popular, uh, successful comedian who just happens to also be a straight white dude. And then I was like, please get some people over onto our side of the fence of like the non-toxic side, please, Steven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was also actually nice, like, last week, that the one that got, I feel like, thrust more into, like, the spotlight because of it was John Boyega, because he has never shied from pissing off (gasps) fanboys, angry fanboys. Thank God for John Boyega. I I love him so much. Bless his soul. I just want to, like, say that, because he, I mean, he doesn't, I'm, like, I don't know how he hasn't left. He got the most, like, he got such hate, even before the... Like, the first movie came out because he was black. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God, someone black is in this. What am I going to do with myself? Uh, like, like, oh, you had already Mace Windu. Can you please shut your mouth? It's fine. Black people exist here. Wait, now I have to right. ask about, did anybody see the SNL one with, with yes. Donald Glover? Yes. <laughs> and they had, I'm sorry, yes. the black people convention. The black people. <laughs> 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 
like it was it made me laugh so hard but also made me sad <laughs> I was like this is so sad because it's true and when Leslie Jones yep. was like okay we have some changes in the schedule and was like everything the group picture will now move from like outside to, to here, here. <laughs> it was yeah honestly anyway okay so <laughs> my next question yeah. or my last question is more of like what are the current fan fiction like your top five current fan fiction stories that you're reading um landscape with a blur of conquerors oh of course God, yes of course which just like every time she updates i break my brain trying to get to it quickly um let's see what am i keeping up with right now i gotta go to my favorites um i'm so bad at favoriting things I have them all on my phone, but my phone's downstairs. <laughs> um, I was really into this one. It was just a one-off um, called Peace and Pieces. And uh, it's, like, very, like, <laughs> one of the tags is Kylo Ren is a dumb baby who needs to be punched in the face. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think, I think I read it because you shared it. I think so. What was it called? Probably. I really like that what one. Oh, called? I also really, I also, um, oh, God. So she wanted, uh, what was the, the piece and pieces about? Like, briefly. It, it's a... She's it's it's like a force bondy mind manipulation power play thing where like Kylo's really sad and so then Ray just like super doms him. Yes, I have read it. Oh. I have read yeah. that one. Oh my gosh. That in my life. Book you need to yes. okay, you need to read yes. that one. You will love it you know because she totally I love Dom Ray. She no, she totally yes. doms him the whole time. I only remembered it because of that tag. Like he is a baby who needs to be punched to the face. It's yeah. he's so like he's so angsty in it, like whiny, like, oh I don't know what to do with my Myself, and she's like listen you're annoying the shit out of me right now like yep there's this one i don't want to like be too spoiler but this is you know just to like a little snippet to share she's trying mm-hmm. to cheer him up and she gets annoyed with him and she's like on your knees so he gets on his knees in front of her good she's good just like, yeah give oh. it to me all the stephen <laughs> colbert gifts right now Man, I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I have to like look at my phone because I save them. All, I save them all as links in my notepad because I'm an old lady. So <laughs> I, I'm like, what? I feel like that leads us into our next question. <laughs> don't you think, buddy? There's a surprise your yes, question. The surprise yeah. question. Well, she's gonna have to go get her phone if she wants to answer this. But how many tabs are open on your phone right now? Oh my god. Well, I can actually tell you this without going to go get my phone because I just looked at it earlier today and I think it's like 57. How many of those are fan fictions that you're like in the process of being like, oh, I'll read it later. I'll read it later. Oh my god. I would I would say at least 75%. <laughs> I'm not here to be exposed like this, Kay. <laughs> I tried counting mine and I'm like... She, I, I think mine is in the 50s, too. I had to scroll, like, three or four times. I'm like, Jesus, it's never going to end. The, the, and, and, like, like just like Molly, about 75% is fan fiction that I'll get to later. I just, also, I just do you guys have mine out of archive of my own. The, the invite, finally, and I was like, oh, yes, I can close all these tabs. <laughs> that was me. What was that, Molly? I also have... I also have that, like, when you open a new tab on your phone and it's, like, recently visited websites. Yes. Archive of your, of your own is the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I actually, like, yeah. I actually didn't even know about that website. Just want to say real quick until, like, I was always on fanfiction.net. Then I joined the Dumpster Fire fam. And then, like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what is this archive of our own? Oh, my God, it's so much better. Like, no hate to Oh, it's so much better. Yeah. Well, people kind of jump ship from fanfiction. It's mostly archive of our own now, like, where the big people go. Also, another thing I do is I take the – I don't have a car, so I take the train a lot. And most of the trains here are underground, so I don't have any service. Oh, so I'll, like, I'll, like, cop- I'll, like copy-paste – I'll copy-paste the, the fanfictions onto my notes. <laughs> yes. And then, like, the notes will get so <laughs> – big that my phone will freeze while I'm trying to read that. Oh, no. I have done that Disaster. when I'm going, like, on flights and stuff. Like, copy, paste, copy, paste, fan fiction. Oh, yeah. Like, yes. Give it to mm-hmm. me. Yes. Well, and We should invent, like, a Kindle, but for fan fiction. Uh, oh so, the yes. a- so, Archive of Our Own actually has, I'm sorry, this is, this is librarian and me coming out. It does have a way where Do you it. can download the fiction, and you can download yes. it as an ebook or as EPUB or as a PDF. What? So, yes, in the upper right-hand corner, there is a download. Moby, EPUB, PDF, or HTML. Well, this is a goddamn game changer. <laughs> I'm about to be on a plane tomorrow. So this is what I'm doing. Download your favorite things. You're all set. Go for it. Time to get hot and bothered on public transportation. That's the best place like, to get hot and bothered. Am I really going to get aroused on the plane right now? Yes, I am. Are you really yes. the weirdest person in public transportation? No. But no, you're not. Oh, man, no. I've straight up seen men watching porn on the train, so I'm like, no. Oh. I yeah. have to ask yeah. you, Molly, real quick. Have you read the the uh, the one-offs that di- uh, Diasterisms is writing? Because she's trying to improve her smut writing, which... I mean, to me, like, there's, I think she's great, but the fact that she wants to improve it, I'm not complaining about it, but have you read them? Oh, yes. They're all incredible. I read everything she does at all times. Yeah, it's just, like, anytime people talk about subways now, I just can't, I'm like, I hardly ever go on subways, but if I ever do, I will always think of the ones she wrote of them on a subway. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Although, you know, okay, I love Landscape so much, but my all-time favorite one that she did was the Hades and Persephone one. Oh, yes. Oh I love gosh. that one so much. That one, that one's the first one I read by her. The we are together, it's, we are together. I can't remember what it says. Like the the, the yeah, we're, the Mandalorian code one. Yeah, the Mandalorian marriage code one. Yeah. Oh my god, it's, it's so good. It's so good, you guys. Like it's just so like it just I don't know. It's so angsty and it just breaks my heart, but I love it. Okay, you're gonna it's have poetry. to you're gonna have to add that link in there because we're adding all the links yeah. to this. Yeah, yes. I'll definitely, because yeah, we'll that one was out. one I've been wanting to talk about for a while, because the Hades and Persephone trope is, like, I wrote that down, like, this is one of my favorites, like, I love that trope, the Hades and Persephone, any Greek mythology that they work into it, I just love it. Well, I think, I think also that Ryan Johnson very much pulled from it for Last Jedi. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of parallels in just The Last Jedi about them being Hades and Persephone, so. Yeah. That excites yeah. me. The, the... What is it called? The woman in white trope. Yes. The, the death and the woman in white trope. I think. I I've been learning but, a lot yeah, about all of that excited. because of Tumblr, which I'm still trying to learn how to use. But like, I just <laughs> all the all the theorizing old. on there really helps me learn about that. But anyway, so those were the questions we had. Unless the girls have anything else they want to add. No, we're good. We're good. We got so much information. We did. I'm so Yay. happy. Thank you thank so you. much for, for taking the time well, to without talk to end. us. 
Yes. Of course. I had so much fun. I could talk about Star Wars all day, every day, forever. Well, we will definitely <laughs> have you on again, and Whenever, we can talk yeah. more about great fan fiction. And now, a friendly PSA from your friends at the Smut Hut. Writers, for added kudos, comments, and subscriptions, consider using as many tags as possible and reminding readers of them in the notes before each chapter relevant to the specific tag. Readers, heed the tags. They're there for a reason and they help maintain a safe space. This has been your Smut Hut PSA. And now, for those of you who are just as thirsty for some new fix as they would be for water on the sands of Jakku, get ready for our fanfiction reviews. Hey everyone, this is Michelle, aka Capitan Poe Hammerin. Um, you can find me at Commander Capitan on Tumblr and Commander Cappy T1 on Twitter. Today, I am reviewing a fic called Us Mechanics. This is a femme slash. This is um, Rose and Ray. The author is Linear A, all one word. And unfortunately, this author doesn't have any social media. I asked, so <laughs> you can find them on AO3, though, under Linear A. This is a Star Wars canon fic. It's a one-shot. Um... 5,473 words, so not very long, definitely something that you could, you know, just read on a lunch break or getting ready in the morning or, you know, before you go to bed. <laughs> Anytime, really. The summary on this is, question, how can you tell when a mechanic's gotten laid? Answer, her fingers are clean. Sweets, gossip, and a small revelation lead Rose to take an unusually long break from work. And the ships in this one are Rose and Ray. Kinks are Cunning Lingus and Vaginal Fingering. It's also Femme Slash. Some additional tags here that I just loved are the looming spectrum of heterosexuality, rude speculation on sexual prowess of others, <laughs> and it's a, you know, plot what plot, porn without a plot, smutty, thick. Um, this one, there weren't really any warnings, uh, there weren't any warning tags, and I read it a couple of times and there wasn't really any warnings that I could think of that would apply to this. It's really kind of like fun, lighthearted, smutty, wonderfully filthy fic. Um, <laughs> okay, what I liked about this, I really loved the way that both Ray and Rose's characters are written. Ray really leans into the gossip, and even though she doesn't really know what she's talking about, she has that kind of that fake it till you make it attitude, and I feel like that's something that she would have picked up on Jakku, and she would have really learned how to lean into that to kind of get what she wants, you know, kind of make it seem like she wasn't so young, and kind of help her keep from getting taken advantage of in, like, trades and things like that. The smut highlight... I have prepared and this is just right at the beginning of the smutty part so this isn't even like the the main good juicy part of it Rose thinks that if she can kiss a stormtrooper who may not know what sex is maybe this is just something she's good at like engines putting the moves on virgins 
All right, she says, making sure to catch and hold Ray's eyes. I'll eat it. I'll eat it all. And you can lick my fingers when I'm done. Oh, just to clarify here, they're eating like, like pastries. Ray's mouth opens and Rose does not break eye contact as she brings the last sweet morsel to her lips. She keeps her eyes steady and her hands on her mouth in Ray's line of sight. And she sees Ray's eyes flicker down to it and back to her eyes and down to her hand again. Rose suddenly remembers that it didn't exactly work the last time she hit on a virginal rebel and panic starts to trickle through her veins, even as the syrup of the last sweet fills her mouth. But then Ray's hands close around her wrist and Ray's eyes are suddenly burning. Aren't you glad, she says softly, as she pulls Rose's hand toward her mouth. Aren't I so glad that I made you clean your fingers? And she runs her tongue firmly and slowly between Rose's index and middle fingers. And again, this is just the beginning of the smutty part. It gets more wonderfully filthy after that. Um, and just some extra notes I had about this one. I had a really hard time finding a good, filthy, explicit Ray Rose fic. This one-shot gem is truly a gift to those of us who enjoy Femslash and love the idea of Ray and Rose flirting over engine parts. If you are interested in a Ray Rose fic, definitely check this one out. Go over to AO3, check out Us Mechanics, and give Linear A some love. Hey everyone, it's Sophia, aka Our Lady of Rebellion on Tumblr and AO3, and you can also find me at Lady of Rebellion on Twitter. And here in the Smut Hut, I'm known as R2 Gimme the D2. Today I would like to humbly recommend Forms by Trebia. This one is tagged with major character death and the additional tags of nonlinear narrative, explicit sexual content, probably one of my favorite tags. Raylo Freeform, All Caps, It Ain't Incest, and Forspawn. This fic came out between December of 2015 and January of 2016. It has 11 chapters and under 3,700 words. So Trebia really churned it out on this one. Some things that I really like about Forms is... Tying in with the title, each chapter starts with a different Jedi form, so we get a little snippet of that and sort of some fun history from the Jedis, and then later from the Sith. We also get really great extended universe characters. My personal favorites are Moff Rhee and Admiral Diala. These are excellent female characters. They steal the scene every chapter that they're in. We get to see them negotiating with the matriarchal oligarchy on Kuat. We get to see them negotiating with the Rebellion. They talk shit. They give zero fucks. It's really great to see them interacting with each other. That's one of my favorite parts of Forms, and that has no smut in it at all. I know, it's a miracle. We also get really great Mandalorian representation in Forms. So if you're a fan of Mandalorians, if you'd like to engage with 
that culture and some of those characters more, I would also recommend forums for that. We can also get a lot of political intrigue out of forums. There's a lot of really interesting sort of background machinations and, and politicking both on the rebellion side and the first order side. And that is sort of really how we get into Ray's and Kylo's relationship. So on top of the force bond, we are also learning about the roles that they play on the two sides of this war and what that means and how they take the resources available to them and use that as an advantage to figure out how they're going to pursue each other. And it kind of gives you this really great intergalactic double agent spy flavor that's going on. And we get a literal fight or fuck syndrome between Rey and Kylo. So really quick, uh, if there's no one under 18 around, I would really like to proffer this small snippet of smut. Her mouth presses against the scarred Durasteel before his mask lowers to wedge against her neck in the closest approximation of an embrace he can manage in full armor. Soon, she's spun around and bodily bent by his hands at her neck, all the tenderness evaporating in the wake of the heat. Her hands soak up the chill of the rock, palms flat as her legs spread. His fingers, still gloved, dip past the waistband of her pants, and Ray can feel the slow drip of the water on the rocks above beating down her exposed back when he sinks two fingers to the knuckle in her cunt. She hears the sharp inhale from his modulator when he finds her drenched. So that's just a small taste of some of the really excellent heightened sexual feels that you're going to get in forms by Trevia. But outside of the political intrigue and outside of the smut, what I really love about forms is that I feel like it gives Bendemption fans and Raylo fans a really powerful and emotional ending. And we get to see this side of the Raylo relationship that I think I and other hopeless romantics can really get behind. I've been calling it the ending we deserve. So if episode 9 doesn't deliver, I really hope that you'll turn to forms for comfort. Have a fic you want us to review? Want to gush about how much you love the podcast? Want to be a guest host? Get in touch with us. You can find us on Twitter at Smuthut Podcast, on Tumblr at The Smuthut Podcast, or send us an email at smuthutpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget, hut is spelled with two T's like Jabba the Hut. That's all from us at The Smut Hut, where we're going to win this war, not by fighting what we hate, but by saving the smut we love. <laughs> episode of the smut hut was edited by blowjobba the hut and boss nasty special thanks to kevin woody for our logo and ramsey's be on soundcloud for our music don't be afraid fans we feel it too